This is 105.9 The Region, and you're listening to Discovery, the radio show for podcasters. Your content, unfiltered. This is Discovery. You're listening to the Millennial Balance Podcast right here on 105.9 The Region, part of our Discoveries block. I'm Shaliza Bacchus. I'm at Ball. Hope everyone's enjoying their summer so far. It's summer. It's July. When, when did that happen? <laughs> I, I literally blanked out for a second when you're like, it's July. I'm like, no, it's what? not. <laughs> no, it is. And it's mid-July wow. for that matter. Anyway, summer's just flying by. So enjoy it. Soak it up. Soak up the sun. And uh, I don't know if you've been grocery shopping lately. My daily habit. Okay. So <laughs> we love spicy things here at the region. Oh, and yes. You especially. Mm-hmm. And sriracha sauce is a staple yep. for us here at the region. A lot of households across the world, not even just here, but everywhere. And I don't know if you've noticed at the grocery stores, there have been uh, some holes in the shelf where the sriracha sauce is supposed to be. I've been, you know what, I'll be honest, I've been hangry. Like, I've been, like, not hungry angry, but, like, hot sauce angry. Because, you know, all the things I want to put in my hot sauce, stuff on my hot sauce, I can't. Like, like what? Like, like my bagels, like my your ice cream, my ice cream. Your Everyone's everything. like, say what? That's yes, everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, there is a worldwide sriracha shortage. So Hoi Fung Foods, who manufactures that classic red and green bottle, mm-hmm. they actually said that there's been a shortage of the chili peppers that they use due to the weather in California, and it it sucks. I'm. <sighs> whether this is maybe climate change supply issues whichever it may be i'm just like can can we all take a pause on all of these shortages like happening please and and this is interesting too they were talking about people being hot sauce hoarders the same (gasps) way that they were hoarding toilet paper at the beginning of the pandemic yeah i i mean now thinking about it that would have been a good idea (laughs) if we knew you need the hot sauce we didn't need all that toilet paper like i mean i think they go hand in hand (laughs) (laughs) anyway that's not what we're talking about right now but there was an article published in forbes magazine giving you some alternatives if you need that spicy kick to your meal and to tell us all about that we're joined by ali walansky who is a writer for forbes and you actually published this article with all of these alternatives how are you ali Good. How are you? And I am a big hot sauce fan also, so I yes. get it. Thank and I've you. done my own share of hoarding, so <laughs> I am with you. <laughs> so you haven't run out of sriracha yet? No, I haven't. And honestly, it's just that one brand that's running short. So if you get another brand of sriracha, you can still have your sriracha fix. But okay. what if you're like a longtime staunch supporter of <laughs> sriracha? Like, you know, there there might be those who are picking. They're like, I won't do anything else but sriracha. I mean, does it mean that you know, it's just bad luck for them this summer? It's still out there. It's just there's less of it. And, you know, supply and demand, when there's less, people will try to overcharge you for it. But it's going to be back. It's just a co- one shipment is short, they're short on because of the bad weather. There was a lot of extreme weather. There was a lot of storms. And, of course, the supply chain issues did not help. You were correct there. Um, it's going to be back. They just A couple of months, it's going to be hard to find Okay. And, and like you said, um, like I said, sorry, we've been looking around at different grocery stores, the bougie grocery stores, the discount grocery stores cannot be found. I cannot find a single bottle right now. It's out there, but it's harder to find. But there are, as I put in my article, there are other things that could sort of scratch the itch until you could find it. I, for example, I'm a big fan of Sambal, which the same brand does make also. And it's also like a garlicky, spicy chili that you could use in the same way. 
So I have a question about that one. I feel like the ingredients are pretty much like the same or very, very similar to the sriracha sauce. So we're talking about the other hoifeng sauce that's in like the, the cylindrical container with the green lid that's not a squeezy tube. Like Literally, that. there's like mm-hmm. a tumbleweed passing through my head. I'm sure no if I showed you, if I showed you, you would see it. You would know exactly right, what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, I'll take your word for it. But I mean, don't they use the same chilies, Ali? They do. They use the same chilies. It's very similar. The difference between sriracha and sambal is honestly the garlic. But the thing is, it's not that they don't have the chilies. It's just they don't have enough of them. Okay, so it is still being and produced. It's still out there, and they're still making it, and they're still selling it. But um, it is quite possible you'll find a shortage of sambal from them. But there's other brands that do that one also. And there's a million other type of spicy condiments you could use for your wings and your marinades and your stir-fries. In the meantime, you might even discover a new favorite while you're at it. So then, you know, just talking about that in terms of it being hard to find, I mean, I think that speaks to the loyalty of a brand. Can we, like, maybe look into why people are so attached sometimes to one specific brand? You just mentioned so many other different products, very similar, might some might be even better. But the moment that they hear there's a shortage of one particular kind, especially if it's popular, you know, it's almost like a frenzy in grocery markets. So yeah. why do people find that they're so loyal to one specific product all the time? I think that it's, you know, a bit of a security blanket, but it's also what's familiar is comforting. Um, I drink oat milk. I have a favorite brand of oat milk. If I can't find it, I get really sad and my morning coffee just is not the same. And someone else might like a different one. It's what you're used to. It's what's always been there. And all of a sudden, if it's not, it's not there. It could be depressing, and life is hard enough right now. You should be able to have your sriracha. And and speaking of sriracha, you know, I really honestly didn't realize that there were so many sriracha stands out there until mm-hmm. recently. So why do you think there's so much loyalty to this one particular hot sauce? It's so wild, because I've read that also, that there's people that have sriracha tattoos, which is mind-blowing Whoa, to whoa, me. whoa. <laughs> No. <laughs> if Afwa, honestly, though, yeah. Afwa, if, if you ever were to get a tattoo, it would be <laughs> hot sauce hot related. Sauce? And it's a big <laughs> chili on my, on my arm. <laughs> it's so strange to me because I do like sriracha also, but I'm okay with trying the other things. I feel like me and sriracha are in the seeing other people stage of our relationship and not monogamous. Okay, we like that. So, okay, <laughs> tell us about the alternatives. You mentioned the, the sambal, but what else is there and what are the main differences and the main similarities? Okay, so sambal, the difference is um, the garlic. There's also um, Korean gochujang, which is also a spicy pepper-based um, chili paste. I use that all the time, and I love it. It's amazing. If you ever had, like, Korean-style chicken wings, Mm -hmm. you've had it, and you probably love it. Um, That's a good go-to. There is a chili oil that you can get basically anywhere. It's a Chinese chili oil, and that's also, like, it's perfect for marinade. It's perfect for a drizzle. I use that if I make, like, air fryer tofu. I just dip it right in. There's hariso, which is a Middle Eastern pepper paste that's also fantastic. There's so many options. There's like hundreds of chili pepper types out there, and any single one of them, you could even yourself throw in a food processor, turn into a paste, and make magic happen, even if you don't want to go out and buy something else. 
So, I mean, in terms of, uh, you know, different things that we could use, I mean, would we be able to use maybe a stronger pepper and people do not come at, don't at me on socials, um, a stronger type of pepper to maybe use for sriracha, i.e. maybe scotch bonnet. Mm -hmm. Would ghost peppers be like too, too far? (laughs) Like maybe if you like, you know, when something's too hot and you just put ketchup on it to like (laughs) douse out the heat, could we just do that? Yeah, I mean, I'd be fine with it. And I mean, if it's too hot for you, just use a little less. Or if you're making your own using scotch bonnet, and actually in my article, I have a couple of recipes to make your own sriracha at home, just use a little less. Or you could always add sugar, and that neutralizes some of the sweet, some of the spiciness. But I would say using scotch bonnet, you probably want that spiciness. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Apple, Apple's <laughs> over here. She just kind of picks up the, the straight scotch bonnet. <laughs> like an takes, apple. <laughs> takes a bite out of it. Yeah, just crunches right into it. Doesn't even shed a tear. Uh, no. <laughs> I get it. When I go out for dinner and I am getting a spicy curry, I always say I want it as spicy as you can make it. Like, don't give me Americanized spice. Give me real spicy. <laughs> yes, that's what we like to hear. I'll just clap for you for a second because this is what I've always been, you know, wanting to hear from people. Thank you, you for that. You don't need none of that watered down pepper over here. Now, I'm sure, Ali, your sriracha recipe is not watered down. So why don't you share like your favorite sriracha recipe with us? Sure. So I have a couple of my article, but my go-to personally, I put a red bell pepper in it, which is where the sweetness comes from, garlic, red pepper flakes, um, a little bit of sea salt, jalapeno pepper, tomato paste, and a little bit of apple cider vinegar. You need the acidity. And to your question, if you don't have jalapeno peppers and you want to use serranos or if you want to use some ghost peppers or you want to dial it down a bit, you could do that. You could control your recipe. And as far as what to do with the ingredients, you simply just throw it in a food processor and put it in a covered container in the fridge. It will last for about a week. That's well, pretty good. Go. Yeah, yeah. Apple would eat that with a spoon, I feel. Probably, probably for breakfast. So <laughs> I'm going to need something to last me more than a week. In terms of, you know, we're, we're talking about the shortage of chili peppers uh, because of what's happening in California. Are there other things that may be coming down the line that we maybe should be on the lookout for in terms of things that might be having a sort of shortage? Any so type in, of... in other words, things we yes, should hoard. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, must. In France, there's a um, there's some issues with extreme weather as well, and their mustard seed crops have some issues. You're going to see a little bit less mustard on the shelves. Mm. And so, basically, it's a really bad summer to, like, condiments. Oh, and that's <laughs> when we want the condiments. Right? When things have finally I know, opened up. I mean, yeah, it's going to be a lot of naked hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a hot dog and here's some water. That's about it. <laughs> Joey Chestnut yes, style. Yes, yes. I mean, mustard also is not gone. It's just there's a little bit less of it. And so uh, it's still out there. And there's been a lot of, like, uh, fruits and vegetables that have been impacted as well. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's similar south of the border as it is here in Canada. But, you know, we're seeing tomatoes, bell peppers, melons, all kinds of things that you want to eat in the summer. Mm-hmm. That And that's that's sad. No, it's true. I mean, I personally, I'm a big fan of whenever you can grow your own, you do grow your own. I live in a tiny, tiny apartment, and I grow all my own herbs. That way, if I go to the store and I can't find cilantro, I don't have to worry about it because I have my own. And if you have enough space, do that with your favorite fruits and vegetables. Why not? Just a two-parter question. Is is 2022 like the perfect storm in terms of 
a sort of like a crop shortage, if you will, or just crops being impacted with supply chain issues, along with sort of weather related or, or climate change related issues. And when do we expect to see some of these sort of supply chain issues when it comes to crops being resolved? Would it be maybe in the fall, winter, or even next year? I think, yes, it is a perfect storm. And I think part of it is climate change, which people aren't taking seriously enough, and we're beginning to see the effects of it, because all of this is a result of extreme weather. But also, yeah, supply chain. There's less people working. There's less trucks going around. Things are not getting where they need to go. And as far as when it's going to be resolved, I honestly don't even know, but I'm really afraid that it's going to start affecting our wine next. And if I run out of wine, then that's bad. (laughs) Then we're just different people at that point. That's when you're going to see the headlines. Like, that, yeah, that's when you're <laughs> going to see workers. the rioters. <laughs> wine short, yeah, wine uh, protests. No wine, yeah, no sriracha? Could, what? Yeah, I could. I, I honestly could adapt to a sriracha-less life. I will just make my own. But if you take away my wine, I'm going to be a sad, sad girl. <laughs> that's a little more difficult to make. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm not that talented. <laughs> All right, Ali, if uh, our listeners want to read your article, they want to find out some more information, where can they go and where can we follow you? Oh, I would love if they follow me on Instagram and I share all of my articles there. And it's literally just my name, A-L-Y-W-A-L-A-N-S-K-Y. And I link there to my newsletter and my articles and what I'm cooking, including sriracha and everything else. And my dogs. My dogs are on there also. (laughs) We love love it. it. We got a great (laughs) mix of everything. All right. Ali Wolanski from Forbes magazine. If you want some alternatives to sriracha sauce, definitely check out her page and check out the article she wrote for Forbes. Ali, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Do you have an idea or a podcast to share? Send it to us here at Discovery, the radio show for podcasters on 105.9 The Region. This is Mental Health Moments, the podcast dedicated to breaking down barriers and sharing your stories. Brought to you by 105.9 The Region. Hey there and welcome to another episode of Mental Health Moments hosted by yours truly, Phil McCabe, and brought to you by 105.9 The Region. Before we get into today's show, did you know that Discovery and moreover Mental Health Moments can be found on all major podcast platforms? It's true. If you listen to things on Audible, you can get it there, Google Play, Amazon, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, you can get Discovery and Mental Health Moments. It's true. Check it out. Today, I wanted to focus on positivity. My feeling is that we could all use with some uplifting content. And since this show is dedicated to mental health, I thought it would be appropriate to lean into it. Before I share some positive stories, I felt that it was important to address what happened in Highland Park, Illinois, just a couple weeks ago and has happened a lot throughout history. When I had originally scripted this show, the shooting at the 4th of July parade in Illinois was only a couple hours old. But the point that I wanted to make then still holds true now. With every mass shooting, there is an argument that gun control is the problem versus mental health is the problem and the cause of these mass shootings. Every damn time that argument comes up, you are stigmatizing a person with mental illnesses. Is mental illness a factor in these mass shootings? Obviously. But I fear that the more we demonize those that are mentally ill the more the average person will see someone with a mental illness and fear for them as opposed to wanting to help them. To be clear, I don't have an answer to stop what seems to be a never-ending string of lone gunmen attacking groups of people, but I do know that from a mental health standpoint, my heart breaks 
every single time I read active shooter or mass shooting on my social media feed or when I'm getting my news. So I implore all of you listening to stand united. Whatever your stance on guns is, whatever your political affiliation is, we must do something without isolating those that are struggling mentally. As promised, let's get into some positivity. This story comes to us from the Good News Network. They write that researchers in Switzerland have found a way to use plant waste to create plastics, which they believe can be used in packaging, and in theory, as it breaks down, it would return to nature from where it came. Now, that directly is not a story of mental health, but I'm sure that throughout this show, some of you have noticed that I like to play Connect the Dots and how things are, in fact, a mental health story. We are living in a world where there are garbage islands, microplastics in our bloodstreams, and just nonstop ecological nightmares. But to me, this story right here is the perfect thing to find positivity in. It is not only uplifting that we are getting closer to plastic alternatives, but it also gives us hope for the future that we are not doomed to destroy this planet. Now that is something positive. Moving right along, this is a bit of an older story, but I love it regardless, and I find it uplifting and inspiring. And given the fact that we're focusing on positivity in this episode, I thought it was important to talk about this. Those of you old enough to remember the terrorist attack on New York City on September 11th, 2001, may or may not have heard what Canadians were doing in Gander, Newfoundland in the wake of that terrible tragedy. Now, you're probably asking yourself, Phil, what does 9-11 have to do with positivity? But here's where the positivity kicks in. In Gander, Newfoundland, a lot of good things happened in the wake of that attack. For the sake of expediency, I'm only going to give you the point form version. After the airways over the United States were closed, 38 planes were forced to land in Gander, a town with a population under 15,000. This town now had thousands of refugees, just with nowhere to go, nowhere to call home for the immediate future. The community of Gander, Newfoundland banded together and cared for everyone that landed there, an act of complete selflessness and true display of Canadian generosity. Years ago, I chatted with the executive producer, Peter Gentili, of the Come From Away documentary that told the story of what happened in Gander, and he explained that his hope for that film was that despite all the evil, all the horror that the world had just witnessed, Gander displayed the complete opposite, and he hoped that the world would see that good does exist, that good can triumph over evil, and that there is not a need to focus purely on the evil, and that there is good out there. And I've got one last positive story that comes to you from right here at 105.9 The Region. Anyone that follows the MCU knows that Miss Marvel, the super fan superhero, just debuted on Disney+. What you may not know is that Miss Marvel, or Kamala Khan as she's also known, is played by Markham's own Iman Vellaini. It's cool to see a local being added to the biggest cinematic universe there is. But more than that is the fact that the debut of this show means that Kamala is the first Muslim superhero to arrive in the MCU. Pair that with the local angle of seeing a young Canadian woman of color on the global stage and you've got a recipe for a positive news story. I'm going to try and be self-aware here and I realize that as a straight white man I can't really speak about what this kind of representation means for people of color all over the world, let alone right here in the GTA. So, joining me to discuss this is my friend and yours, Shalise Backus. Shalise, why is this such a big deal? I mean, it's it's so hard to put into words. It just, you know, never occurred to me. And Iman actually brought this up in her interview. You know, we were talking about, you know, the shows that we grew up watching when we were kids. You know, you had the Lizzie McGuire, Hannah Montana, so on and so forth. They all had strong female leads. Not one of them looked like we did. 
Mm-hmm. So from brown girl to brown girl, as I like to say, you know, it didn't really occur to us until after the fact. It's like, wait a minute, like there is nobody that looks like me. There is representation, but there's not enough representation. So it just feels very heartwarming, very just amazing in general to see myself and a lot of other Indian, South Asian, brown girls represented as a main character. And on top of that, Kamala Khan, she is Muslim. And the way that her culture is being displayed in the show, it's in such a different light than, you know, the Muslim culture has been displayed before. And, you know, even thinking about the the show as a whole, I, I like that, you know, they, they go to locations like uh, Pakistan, like the, mm-hmm. the mosque and so on and so forth. And it's, I, I feel like it's a more grounded, realistic representation of that culture as opposed to any uh, white-led show where it just seems to be, you know, they're only going there because there's been some kind of terrorist attack or these kind of negative yes. connotations, whether it's meant that way or not, those connotations are there. So having such a, a positive light representation of these places, of these people is just fantastic. Yes. And it's also the human component to it. We are seeing Muslim people as just that, as people. You know, when we've seen shows in the past, we we see like, you know, Muslim women in hijabs fully covered, only portrayed in a certain way that they have to do what the males in their lives tell them to do. But this way, we're seeing Kamala and her family. Kamala doesn't wear a hijab. She has a friend who does. There are people who do wear it and those who don't. They are living their lives as regular human beings doing regular human things. And even we're seeing the scenes in Pakistan from Karachi where she travels to to see her nani. And we see that it's actually not that uh, conservative as you may think. It's not as closed-minded as you may think. You see so many different people. And I think that's the type of culture that we want to see represented. And again, that's why it's so heartwarming for a lot of people, because you finally see your culture represented in a positive light. Well, and I'm glad you mentioned that, uh, Karachi, because, again, the experience I have looking at movies, looking at mainstream media, you know, the the Middle East, places like Pakistan, mm-hmm. Iraq, Iran, and so on, they're always represented as this just dull Yes. Desert wasteland of a community. But, you know, you see in the episodes in Pakistan that that's not the case. And, you know, to think about this from, as you were saying, from your perspective and how uplifting that can be to see your culture, your community finally represented in in such a a colorful way is brilliant. And you know what? I myself, I'm not Pakistani, so I don't really quite understand the Mm -hmm. culture of the country as other people do. But one of my best friends is Pakistani and I was talking to her about the show and I was saying like, wow, the way they're representing Karachi, the way it looks in the show, like that's honestly not the way I thought it was. And she said to me, you know what? That part of Pakistan is so much more westernized now and people don't realize that. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they're letting go of their culture, but it's just that they're progressing and things have changed as has everything in the world. So I like that that change is being reflected. And once again, the Muslims who live in Karachi are being shown as humans. You know, that, that's something that I'm trying to get across this whole episode is we're humans. We're, although we're all different, there is positives to be found if you go looking. And this show is just another example of that. And, you know, you said off the top that you saw shows like Lizzie McGuire, uh, Hannah Montana. They're not the same person, are they? No, they are not. Okay. Good, good. I I don't have to revoke my my millennial card. No, 
You okay. Don't. So you have shows like Lizzie McGuire, Hannah Montana. I, that got me thinking about, you know, the, the cartoons and the programs that I watched mm-hmm. on Disney. And the only character that I saw that was a person of color and a leading character was Fillmore, the safety patrol person. Yes. And what everybody forgot about Fillmore. And, and but that's kind of my point is. All of the people of color, even in cartoons, were relegated to support roles, were relegated mm-hmm. to the best friend, and so on and so forth. And even Amon talked about this in the interview a little bit, that, you know, there was, it was always kind of the, the white person savior complex, whether yeah. we meant it or not, that, you know, the Kim Possibles were there leading the charge, taking care of everyone. And, you know, to see these changes, I think, is a step in the right direction. There's obviously more that needs to be done, but... You know, the, I like I said, this is definitely a step in the right direction. Definitely. I'd like to close the segment by hearing what Miss Marvel herself had to say about being cast as the lead role in this series. It was like a comic book held up a mirror in front of me, you know, for, for my culture and religion to be displayed in such a normal way was so rare because oftentimes in Hollywood and in mainstream media, we see. Muslims and, and South Asians, unfortunately, misrepresented and, and they're generalized into the best friend character or, or they're oppressed or whatever. Not to say that those stories don't exist, but those aren't the only stories that exist. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, we, we really wanted to make Kamala as real of a character as possible and as relatable as possible. And that involved making her as specific as possible. Community plays such a huge part in, in you know, South Asian families, just showing that close-knit family relationship, but then also showing like, you are a representation of your family name and you know any bad good or bad thing you do every brown person is going to find out about it it's like the gossip chain and it never ends and so you know my parents and kamala's parents are obviously very cognizant of that of like look we we have a reputation and we want to be shown in a certain way we've worked so hard to bring our kids to to this you know america and then for them to just like go off and then do drugs or whatever it's it's not fair because we we had to grow up very differently for them to achieve you know and and experience whatever they wanted to so i think that is the constant struggle of that sandwich generation of of like we want our kids to hold on to their culture and not forget about it but we also want them to like thrive in in these you know in a new society the the powers are a little reimagined from what they were in the comic books. But um, I think they always represented, you know, identity. And in the comics, it was more geared towards growing pains and puberty and and, and that part of your identity and, and accepting, you know, the person you're becoming. Okay, I lied. I'm not going to end on that topic. I know the show was supposed to focus on positivity, and I do believe that I've done that. But I can certainly see how some of you out there might be wondering... Phil, what the heck does 9-11 and a mass shooting in Illinois have to do with positivity and how can that be a positive thing? But the reason I elected to mention those two pretty horrific things is simple. Both the mass shooting in Illinois and 9-11 were evil incarnate, obviously. But I felt that it was important that we see there is a contrast here. In both scenarios, people lost their lives. But in both scenarios, it also led to human beings coming together to care for one another in the face of evil that despite the evil presented to them, there was decency, there was humanity, there was good in those scenarios. There was good that was able to prevail in the face of that evil, and that is what I was trying to get across. I was going to close this episode by sharing some of my coping skills, but under the circumstances, I wanted to share some positives in my life in hopes that you can look around and see the light shining through what feels like negativity and sadness. 
I feel those things too. Trust me. Go ahead and do this exercise with me if you'd like. Think long and hard and highlight some of the good around you. You know, as I said, you can feel sadness. You can feel this darkness around you. It can feel all encompassing. But just go ahead and take a second and think about some of the positives in your life. For myself, I just moved into a new apartment with my loving partner. That's a pretty good positive, if you ask me. For me, as I sit here, a positive for myself, my fiance, and her family is we all welcomed a new member of the family not that long ago. Lauren, a former guest on this show, gave birth to her first child, Kieran. He's a little positive for all of us. And the final positive that I wanted to leave you with is a bit more of a philosophical one, but here it is. I've been given this platform to speak to you. And the reality is we're in this together, and whether you did this exercise with me or not, I am forever grateful that you took the time to listen. You give me positives. You give me hope and light and joy, and I hope that on some level we can do this together and that I can do the same for you. Anyway, that's about all the time I have for you today, but until next time, you are loved. If you or someone you love is struggling with mental health concerns, contact a local agency near you. This has been Mental Health Moments, brought to you by 105.9 The Region. Discovery, the radio show for podcasters, exclusive to 105.9 The Region. Expand your audience and extend your reach. Send us your podcast, info at 1059theregion.com.